0: Turn with me, please, to a couple of openings in the scriptures. We're going to Matthew 9 and Mark 9. Matthew 9 and Mark 9. For some uh, uh, weeks now, we've been on the subject. We're calling according to your faith. And in Matthew 9 and Mark 9, our texts are Matthew 9 tells the story of the two blind men that came to Jesus and asked him for mercy and Matthew 9:28, when he was coming to the house the blind men came to him and Jesus said to them believe ye that I am able to do this did Jesus talk to people about what they believed yes. he did he talked about it a lot they want healing For their eyes. So what does he talk to them about? They're believing. What would he talk to you today about? If you want healing for your foot. Or your finger. Or your heart. And the master himself was standing right here. (laughs) And you said, Lord, I really want my liver healed. I really want my kidneys healed. What would he talk to you about? If he is the same... Yesterday, today, and forever, yeah. then he'd say the same thing to you that he said to them and to all the many other examples we have. They're wanting to talk about healing, and he talks to them about faith, about believing. He said, do you believe I'm able to do this? They said, yes, Lord. Somebody say, right answer. Good answer. <laughs> When it comes to what the Lord said, don't even think about it too hard. Right? Anything the Lord said, do you believe it? Come on, help me out. Yes. Yes, Lord. (laughs) That's the right answer. Verse 29, then touched he their eyes, and you might think that since he talked about the ability and the power to heal, that he would have said, then according to my power or according to my ability, but he didn't. What did he say? Amen. Then according to what you believed, what are you, what you're believing right now? According to your belief that you just told me, yes, I believe. According to that, be it unto you. And hallelujah, they were healed. Verse 30, their eyes were opened. How many believe this really happened? This is not a fairy tale. This really happened. If, if it happened then, it can happen now. You know, Brother Hagin said when he was laying on the bed as a teenager, paralyzed, incurable blood disease, deformed heart condition, the doctor said if one of the things hadn't killed him, the other one would have. Laying there paralyzed, he he tried to get a, a preacher to come pray for him and, and uh, nobody would talked to him about it. And one guy that finally did come, he said he held his hand and said, uh, he said he tried to talk to him and he couldn't talk because he was paralyzed. And, and and he said just made noises and, and he couldn't, and the guy took his hand and patted it and said, just be patient, my boy. In a few more days, it'll all be over. And that's what he got out of the ministry. And, uh, so other people, had he had heard them say, well, all that's been done away with. Miracles, healings, all that's been done away with. You know, yeah, the Lord did that because he's the Lord. And it happened some with the apostles because of some special things. But that's passed away. That's not for us nowadays. And uh, in reading in Mark 5... Where uh, the woman with the issue of blood came through and touched his clothes. Jesus told her, be of good comfort, be of good cheer. Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Right. And he said the Spirit of God in him, he didn't realize it at the time, but that's what was going on. said, did you notice her faith made her whole? That's right. Have you, he said the Spirit of God brought to his mind. He's laying on the bed there. Have you ever heard that faith has been done away with? that faith has passed away. He said, no, no, I never heard anybody say that. He said, no, and you never will because if there's no faith, there's no salvation, there's no church. And then he went on to say, did you notice her faith made her whole? Well, if faith hadn't been done away with and her faith made her whole, your faith can make you whole. Oh, somebody say, "My my faith can make me whole. Has faith been done away with? See, the church, by and large, has changed what Jesus said. He said, according to your faith. That's how it's going to happen. But most of the church today, ministers and churches and, and denominations, are teaching that it's according to the will of God. They have replaced this. What Jesus said and taught. With their idea. You know. Well we'll pray. And God you know heal them. If it be thy will. Well how are we going to know. If it's his will. Well if it happens. Hallelujah it was his will. If it didn't happen. Must not have been his will. That's not what the Bible sees. teaches. That's not what Jesus taught. He teaches. That it's not according. To what you need. It's not according to what you want. It's not according to what God can do. It's not according to even to the perfect will of God. Now a lot of people have trouble with that. But how many is it God's will for them to perish? Nine. Die lost? Nine. How many Nine. are people perishing yes. without God? Yes. Then things are happening. That's not according to the will of God. Scripture says He's not willing that any should perish. So, miracles like the new birth don't happen just because it's God's will or just because they need it so badly. How's it happening? According to their faith or not? Well, if it's that true with the new birth, which is the most important thing, it's true with lesser things too, like healing, deliverance, provision. No, let's cast off the religious traditions that have made the word of God of none effect and get back to what Jesus said. If he said it's according to your faith, then that's how it is. That's how it happens or doesn't happen. In Mark the ninth chapter, the man that brought his son who'd been having seizures and problems to the disciples and they ministered to him, but they didn't get him set free. And then he brought him to Jesus. Mark 9 and 22. And he told Jesus, he said, oft times it's cast him into the fire, into the waters to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Let me just pause a little bit. Somebody said, didn't you teach some of this last week? (laughs) Aren't we going over some of the very same thing? Very observant. (laughs) You are right. That's right. And we'll probably do it again next week. All right. <laughs> and after that, Amen. you might say, well, look, I'm college educated. I'm sharp. I'm bright. I got it last week. Did you now? Yeah. <laughs> it's not because I don't have anything else to preach to
1: you.
0: Or we don't have enough notes to make it through the time. Why are not we doing it? It's not just a matter of logging the information in your mind, in your memory. It has to do, we're going to see this more clearly in just a moment, it has to do with the spirit of faith. And hearing the word, especially the anointed word on a subject, over and over again, it has a displacing effect. It gets in you, and then it gets in you some more, and then it gets in you some more, and it displaces unbelief and fear (laughs) until all is left is faith, confidence. Hallelujah. So you ought to be glad that I'm going over it again. You know how you can know when the unbelief is out and you're full of faith? Joy. Joy Joy, which is your strength. Joy, will, you'll be overflowing and bubbling with joy. But if you sit there going, I've heard this before. You had not heard it yet. <laughs> just because it bounces off your eardrum. It's the spirit of faith, not just knowing about it. Just thought I'd give you a little bit of that right there. He said, If you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. The man just tried to put all the responsibility on Jesus. If you can, if you can do something, is he saying it's all up to you. It's all up to your power. If you can do it. And Jesus didn't accept that. He said, no. The good news translation says, Jesus said, if you yourself can. Everything is possible for the person who has faith. It's not if he can. It's not even if he will. It is his will that everybody be born again. It's also his will that we all be healed. People say, oh, if it was the will of God, it'd be done. Well, why isn't everybody saved? Just because something's not happening, that doesn't prove it's the will of God. There's a bunch of stuff happening down here. That's not the will of God. That's right. Oh, but if we'll believe, the will of God will be established in our life. That's right. We can't control everybody else. How many want your life to be full of the will of God? Amen. Full of the. That's why He taught us to pray, "Thy will be done, on earth, as it is in heaven." If it was already being done, you wouldn't need to pray that it would be done. That's right. Now, go with me, please. Actually, you don't have to turn here. Um, Just look at these on the screen, and I'll have you turn to something else in just a moment. Actually, we're going to be going to Genesis in just a little bit. But uh, 1 John 5, 4 and 5, just look on the screen with me. 1 John 5, 4 and 5 says, Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Are you born of God? Have you been born again? then you are a world overcomer. And this is how it happens. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith. You're an overcomer. That's that's the spirit that's inside you. And that's the demeanor you should have. And that's the tone that should be in your voice. And that's the spring that should be in your step. Victory. Overcoming. Another way to say it, you are, since you've been born again, a born winner. Not a born loser. You're not a loser. You're a born winner. The devil is the loser. Have you read the back of the book? No one's ever lost on the scale he loses. He's not just a loser. He's the loser. So next time he tries to talk to you, don't get scared. Just go, loser, is that you? (laughs) Loser? It's the loser. (laughs) But what about you? The greater one is inside of you. Is that right? So the victory is inside of you, and faith is how it happens. In uh, 2 Corinthians 4.13, 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, We having the same spirit of faith, not knowledge of faith, spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken, we also believe, and therefore speak. How would you get born again? You believed in your heart and you spoke with your mouth. You confessed Jesus as Lord. That's how the miracle, and it is a miracle, of the new creation happened in you and me. That's not the end. That's the beginning. That's how you get into this life and then everything else is supposed to happen the same way. You believe it and you say it. And uh, last week we got into talking about this, the spirit of faith. And the spirit of faith speaks faith. Brother Hagen, my father in the faith, used to say this often. He said, the spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. The spirit of faith, well, what's the opposite of victory? Defeat. Defeat. So the spirit of faith, if somebody's in faith, you'll be able to hear victory in their words. I shared with you how that he, again, Brother Hagin, said uh, when he pastored, that in ministering to people in his church and other people outside his church that were needing miracles, healings, whatever kind of miracle, they saw a lot of amazing things. But there were instances where people weren't receiving like he knew they should be. And uh, one particular situation where I believe it was a minister's wife that they were coming to endeavor to help and pray for. And as they left, somebody was asking him about it because this had been going on for some time and no better and no better and worse and worse and worse. They just weren't making progress. And, and uh, I believe it was Miss Aretha, his wife, had asked him about it. And he said, well, the whine has never left her voice. Right. Did you hear that? Yeah. The whine has never left her voice. You can hear, is that victory? No. 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 And see, people might try to quote scriptures and put on a, uh, a face and talk faith But it's not just the words, it's not just the knowledge, it's not just the scriptures, it's the spirit of faith. And the spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. It's not just about being loud. It's not who quotes the most scriptures the longest. Do you believe it? And if you believe it there's victory about it. I know a Phyllis and I first learned about being redeemed from the curse of the law and that it was God's will for you to be healed. I'm talking about pushing 40 years ago now. And at that same time, one of my uncles on my mother's side had been diagnosed with lung cancer. And he had gotten worse and he was a heavy smoker. And he'd gotten worse and worse and worse. And he's down to nothing. He's skin and bones. And the doctor said, don't know how he's been alive this long. And they basically sent him home to die with strong pain meds. And and well, he was uh, a few hours away from where we were. And and we had just gotten a hold of being redeemed from the curse of the law. And we were so stirred up about that. And we thought, we got to go tell uncle about this. And so we drove down there. And he's in the bed. And so Phyllis and I shared some scriptures with him. And left some tapes, not CDs, tapes, (laughs) <laughs> and uh, he was thankful and he was in a bad, bad way skin and bones, could hardly talk hardly breathe uh, Pain, all basically drugged out of his head because of the pain and so just a few weeks later we came back again and uh, endeavoring to get some more word in him and uh, he was in the bedroom we talked to him, shared, talked scriptures prayed, spoke over him best we knew We'd only known this a few months ourselves, And then uh, we went into the kitchen and talking to the family. And uh, we looked up and he was in the doorway. Standing barely. Clinging to the the, uh, facing of the door. And he said, I'm not going to (laughs) die. And his family members started crying. They said, it's gone to his brain. And they cried <laughs> and they thanked us for trying to comfort him. I wanted to say, I ain't trying to comfort him. Right. I'm endeavoring to get him healed. Is that? Yeah. And, and they didn't understand it at all. But looking back now, I heard something. Though it was weak, I heard something in his tone. That's right. Anybody know what I'm talking about? What did I hear? I didn't hear any whine. I mean, it was weak. But there wasn't any wine in it. There was no feel sorry for me. I have to die at eight, this young age or middle age. No. I heard I heard some overcoming something. I heard the spirit of faith in him. Well, he didn't look like he's going to make it. It wasn't just a matter of weeks. They said, "Well, he's eaten. Then he's gaining weight. Then he's walking around the house. Then he's walking around the block. Then he goes back to work. And lives for years. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody say, the spirit of faith is... the spirit of victory
1: victory. it's the spirit of the overcomer overcomer.
0: none of this whining feel sorry for me if i'm healed there's no reason for you to feel sorry for me if i'm living there's no reason for you to feel sorry for me only reason i think you ought to feel sorry for me is because i'm not believing I'm expecting bad things. I'm not believing good things. I've ministered to other people in almost the same physical circumstances and actually ministered to them more. But looking back now, they just got worse and worse and didn't pull out. Now, thank God they're Christians. They went home to be with the Lord. But they were robbed of years they could have had. And you know, don't misunderstand me now. Unless you've been there, you get tired of fighting. And it can get a whole lot easier to just go on home. And don't, don't ever judge anybody. If you had not been there, you don't know. But the truth is, all things are possible to him or her that believes. And the greater one is inside you. And he's greater than anything in this world that can come against you. That includes cancer, AIDS, is that right? Blood disease, heart failure. Makes no difference. Is God bigger than that? Come on, is God bigger? He's bigger than that. And it can change. I've seen it. Seen it both ways. But looking back now, in the cases where you didn't see the results, it's exactly like Brother Hagen said the whine never left their voice. Well, we're believing the best we know how. Y'all keep praying. There's no victory in that. Come on, you anybody know what I'm talking about? Even if they, they quoted scriptures, is a defeat note. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear it? Yeah. There's a, a complaining, a, a weakness, a defeat. You see this throughout the scriptures. Let me read this again. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, therefore. Have I spoken? We also believe and therefore speak. I'd like to give you three examples. Go with me to Genesis 37. This will get in your spirit. It'll knock the doubt out of you. (laughs) It'll expel the fear. It'll displace the feel sorry for me. And get some victory up in you. It changed the way you look, changed the way you talk, changed the way you walk, changed the way you live, 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 not die, live, live. Didn't the psalmist say, I shall not die, but live and declare the works, the glory of God. God doesn't get glory out of you and me leaving early, dying young, dying wrong. We need to run our full race, finish our full course with joy. Joy means strength. That means you don't drag across the finish line. You hit it. You're not doing this. Oh, God, if I could just make it. No, no, you hit it full stride. Boom. Next thing you get to hear, well done. Somebody say, so be it, so be it, so be it, so be it. it. It's not based on who knows the most That's right. or who prays the most. You know you can pray in unbelief yeah. or who quotes the most scriptures. It's the spirit of faith which is the spirit of victory. Victory. Glory to God. Brother Hagin himself, the one who said that when he was 16, he said the... Uh, he, he believed what the Lord told him about his faith making him whole, but he's laying there paralyzed. And he said at one point he told the Lord, he said, Lord, I believe. I believe. You know, basically, why isn't this working? And he got mad. You know, he gets old, laying in the bed paralyzed. And he got mad and he said, Lord, if you yourself came down here and looked me in eye and said, your problem is you don't believe, I'd say, that's not wrong. Actually, he said, you, I, you're lying about it. That's a strong, I don't recommend you say that. (laughs) I do believe. He said when he said it, the Spirit of God spoke to him and said, you do as far as you know. You do believe as far as you know. But his understanding of faith was very imperfect. Faith has to be acted on. And so, not long after that, he submitted to the Lord, you know. Not long after that, one morning, Spirit of God spoke to him and said, uh, Now you believe you're well. Because he had said, I believe I received my healing. I, thank you, Lord. I believe I received. He said, i got to believe I've got it now while I'm still laying here bedfast. I believe I received my healing. He said, Now you believe you're well. He said, I sure do. He said, Well, it's 10 o'clock. Well, people ought to be up. And he saw it. And he said he slid his... Uh, he pushed his legs, paralyzed legs, off the side of the bed. He said they fell down and hit the floor like clumps of firewood. He reached up and grabbed a hold of the part of the frame of the bed and pulled himself up. And he said he slid down, you know, and his knees were touching the, the, the floor. Weak. Paralyzed. And he said, I believe that I receive my healing He wanted to announce to the Lord and any devils that could hear and everybody that he said as he was saying that something struck him in the top of the head. He said it felt like warm hot honey flowed all over his head, all over his chest and when it got to his legs they began to sting. Well he didn't have any feelings in them. They began to sting like there was thousands of pins in them. He said it hurt so bad but it felt so good. (laughs) And in just a few moments, he's standing there on his own power, praising God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, see, instead of feeling sorry for yourself and crying like he had been doing or even being mad at the Lord, can you hear the difference in that tone? I believe I received my healing. Hallelujah. I want to announce before God and all the angels and every devil that can hear, I'm healed. I believe I'm healed. I receive my... Is there defeat in that? That's not feel sorry for me. That's victory. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Well, why did that happen then? Why not months before or years before? Did God just get ready to do it then? No. It happened according to... his faith. In Genesis 37 this is the story of Jacob. And Jacob is one of the patriarchs. And he exhibited some faith in some things, but a lot of things he was a a whiner. (laughs) And I want you to hear it so that you the Bible gives us some sort of examples of what to do and examples of what not to do. When Joseph was sold by his brothers and they took that special coat that his dad gave him and tore it up and poured blood on it and came and told him look we found this we don't know what happened something must have got him some wild beast Genesis 37, when he, Jacob, knew it, he said, it's my son's coat. An evil beast has devoured him. Joseph is without doubt, rent in pieces, without a doubt. He's going solely by what he sees, isn't he? Walking completely by sight. He saw a bloody coat. So that means without a doubt, Joseph is dead. Is Joseph dead? No, he ain't dead. But as far as his dad is concerned, without a doubt. Jacob rent his clothes, put on sackcloth on his loins, mourned for his son many days. His sons and his daughters rose up to comfort him. He refused to be comforted. He said, I'll go down to the grave until my son mourning. Is that victory? No, that's defeat. And uh, 42, Genesis 42 36, later, when one of the other brothers was detained, uh, Jacob, their father, said to them, Genesis 42, 36, Me, you've bereaved of my children. Joseph is not. Simeon is not. And you're going to take Benjamin away? All these things are against me. Or as another translation says, everything is against me. This is the opposite Of the spirit of victory. The spirit of faith. Everything's against me. If you believe it. It'll feel like it more and more. And you'll experience it more and more. Nobody likes me. Bible said if you decree a thing. It'll be that way to you. Nobody likes me. Nobody. Nobody will be faithful to me. Everybody's against. nobody likes me at work nobody, nobody will help me I never get a good deal you couldn't threaten me with a bat and make me say that I believe in the power of my words and I know if I said it it'd happen against me faith even calls those things that be not as though they were Even when it's going bad, you want to change it. So you call it different. So if people act like they don't like you and they don't want to be around you, tell me what the spirit of faith sounds like. I am a likable guy. (laughs) I have friends all over the place. I make friends so easy. Right? I get along with everybody. You need to say it when people are over in the other corner of the room. Nobody comes over to your side. (laughs) But if you sit there and you cry and you feel sorry. And of course another thing, you reap what you sow. You want to sow being a good friend. You want to sow being faithful. So there's something to reap. He said, everything is against me. It's all against me. Genesis 45, 26 45, 26, at the end, when they came back and Joseph had been revealed to them, they said, Joseph is alive. And he's governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob got up and danced. And he said, glory to God. No, you live like this for years and you become so pessimistic. You don't have the spirit of faith. You have the spirit of fear. You don't have the spirit of victory. You have the spirit of defeat. Jacob's heart fainted. Because what? He didn't believe them. They're all standing there saying, we saw him. We've just been there. He sent us back. He told us this. He don't believe him." And his heart fainted. And they told him all the words of Joseph, which he has said. And when he saw the wagons, which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived only when he saw. Saw the wagons walking by sight. Israel said, It's enough. Joseph, my son, is yet alive. I'll go see him before I die. Bit of a whiner. Genesis 47, when he brought him in front of Pharaoh, Joseph brought in Jacob, their father, and he set him before Pharaoh, and Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Jacob, How old are you? Jacob said to Pharaoh, The days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been. I'm only 130. (laughs) See, you live through this cloud of pessimism and unbelief and fear. Wonderful blessings can be around you and you don't even see it. You don't even appreciate it. You don't even value it. All kind of good things you could be enjoying and could be thankful for. Could be rejoicing in. But it's everything's against me. Who was that on Winnie the Pooh? Eeyore? Eeyore? (laughs) Everything's against me. Nobody will help me. This is not just, you know, funny. This will destroy your life. This will ruin your relationships. It will ruin your career. I mean, the people that make it. You look at, again and again, people who are the richest people on the planet. Most of them have gone belly up two or three times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Lost everything they had. Yeah. But instead of laying there feeling sorry for themselves, they said, up, oh, that looks like a good idea. Yeah. Is that right? I think we can do that. Yeah. Right? And if they ran into a wall, it was not the end. Always, it, it, now, there had to be some faith. To believe we could do this, we could start this, we could get this, we could produce it. People will want it. People will buy it. It That takes faith. Faith. Whether they even know God or not. It's faith. And it's a spirit of victory. We can do this thing. We can get this. What does the spirit of unbelief and fear sound like? There's no need. No need trying Ah, that's all been done before. Yeah, you lose your shirt. <laughs> and you got to get a shirt. <laughs> You'll never even get one going the way you're going. Yep. It's been a bad, hard row. Only 130 years. And <laughs> Go with me, please, to the second one I want you to see. We're seeing what we're not going to do. Well, we're not going to be. Numbers 14 is one of the more well-known ones. 13 actually, 1330, when Israel was delivered from Egyptian bondage, and then they sent the spies into the land, the land that God told them was a good land flowed with milk and honey that he'd picked out for them. And they saw it, they brought back the big cluster of grapes and They said, yeah, it it flows with milk and honey, but, but there's these great big giants, and there's these massive walls, and they got these iron chariots, and it's just a place where you go to die. And Caleb still the people before Moses, and he said, let's go up now at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. He saw the same giants they saw. He saw the same walls Asa. What? How is this so different? So radically different. Hold your place there. In 14, 24, the Lord said, My servant Caleb, because he has another spirit with him and has followed me fully, I'm going to bring him into the land where he went, and his seed will possess it. The Amplified says he has a different spirit. From what? From when we can't do it. We can't do it. Go back to uh, Numbers 13. 30. This is the spirit of faith. Let's go up right now. Let's get it. We're well able. Somebody say we're well able. Well Well able able to overcome it. (laughs) Oh, As I I hear this phrase, I think about thing after thing after thing God has done for us. Think about Phyllis standing in that building up there in Branson with no money and no people, and we said, we can do this. In Jesus' name, we can have a church here. Is that right? Before there ever was a service, we bought this building down here, you remember. Worked on it for years, put all kind of money, never had a service. We didn't know if anybody would come or not. You got no guarantee on that. And if they do, it doesn't mean they want to come again right Amen. but you can easily say we don't have the money we don't know anybody nobody, we don't have any people so we, don't have, we can't have a church you going to build a church with no people no you got to have people so you can have a church no. or if you build it they will come <laughs> <laughs> no we can't yes we can yeah. Huh? ain't no way yeah we know the way The truth and the life. Spirit of fear. Spirit of faith. Spirit of defeat. Depression. Spirit of victory. Spirit of victory. Keep reading. Keep reading. You'll hear this. Verse 31. The men that went up with him said, We're not able to go against the people. They're stronger than us. You've got to be realistic. Realistic. A 170-pound man cannot fight a 300-pound man. <laughs> or in this case, might have been five, 600 pounds. Giants. Can't do it. Can't do it. Got the walls. Got the big spears. Got the big men. Can't do it. Verse 32. They brought up an evil report of the land. They said, it's a land that eats. It's not a good land that flows with milk and honey. It's a land that eats up the people. We saw the giants. That's why God said they slandered the land. They brought up an evil report. He said it's a good land. They said no. Nah, it's a land where you go to die. 33. We saw the giants. We were like grasshoppers in their sight. In our sight and in theirs. That was a lie. When they got to uh, Rahab's house and the others, they found out they were scared of them. That's right. It was a lie. Keep going. All the congregation lifted up their voice and they cried and they cried all night. Whiners, the whine never left their voice and they kept saying, we're going to die out here. We're going to die out here. And what happened? They died out there. Was it the plan of God for them to die out there? No. Hebrews said the plan for them to go into the promised land was established before the foundation of the world. That's right. Not us. Come on, somebody said out loud, I don't, I don't cry all night. I don't feel sorry for myself. I don't, I don't whine. whine. I'm, born of God. I'm born of God. And the spirit of faith. Spirit. And the spirit of victory. Spirit. And the greater one. Is inside of, inside of me. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who, Christ who strengthens me. That means I can make it through this. I can make it through this. I can make it through this disease. I can make it through this financial deal. I can make it through this relationship problem. Come on are y'all with me. I can make it through it. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. Overcomers come over stuff. Everything that gets in their way, they come over it. And they get over it. And they get through it. Glory to God. Joshua 17, in closing, I think. Joshua 17. The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. One of the things that you'll see, even in the New Testament, we saw. More than once when Jesus' disciples would whine to him, don't you care? He didn't appreciate that. He called it unbelief. He said, where's your faith? You remember when the storm came up and they were in the ship and Jesus is asleep. And there's this massive storm going on. And they wake him up shaking him going, don't you care? Don't you care? He got up, he spoke to the winds and waves, and he looked at them and said, Where's your faith? And then you remember Mary and Martha. And how that Jesus was over at their house and they're, you know, cooking a big thing. And, but Mary is sitting in there listening to the word. Martha's in the kitchen, getting madder by the minute. And finally. She come in, breaks in on Jesus speaking, I guess, interrupts him and says, Would you tell that lazy heifer sister of mine to get up and get in here and help me? Don't you care? Now, she's talking to Jesus. Don't you care that she's left me to serve alone? He said, Martha, Martha. Now, when the Lord calls your name twice like that... Just go ahead, kneel down, start repenting. Oh, God, I have missed it again. It? Yeah, yeah, you have. Yeah. Martha, Martha, you are full of care and troubled about a lot of things. See, spirit of fear, spirit of, and this, there's anger involved in this. Do you hear victory in this? There's no victory because there's no faith. He said, Mary's chosen the good part. It's not going to be taken away from her. You'll see this in this example right here in Joshua 17. This is when they finally, all that generation of men that didn't believe God died in the wilderness. And they're all dying about age 70 or 80. Which is not the maximum life expectancy that the Lord gave us. Genesis says the days of man will be 120 years. So that is the approximate maximum that you could believe for. But the scripture said in Psalms, with long life he'll satisfy me. Right? So if you're not satisfied at 120, I guess you could go on a little bit further. (laughs) I think you might find it very difficult to believe to make it to 200. (laughs) You don't have scripture for it. Besides that, I think you just get tired of being here. (laughs) Anyway, when you see it like that, 70 and 80 doesn't look that old. Is that right? And that's how we should think. (laughs) But anyway, that generation has died. Joshua has led them to victory, and they're beginning to possess the land. And after some great victories in battling the inhabitants of this land, they are parceling the land. They are parceling. They're actually possessing the land. What should have happened 40 years ago is happening now in the book of Joshua. And so they're deciding, uh, I shouldn't say deciding, they're hearing from the Lord about who gets what part of the land. And in Joshua 17, 14, the children of Joseph spoke to Joshua and they said, what? (laughs) Without saying anything else, what are we never going to see here? Why why have you just given me one lot and just one portion to inherit? Seeing we're a great people, and the Lord's blessed us. In other words, you didn't give us enough. We why why? Why? Why haven't you given us more? Do you hear faithlessness? Yes feeling sorry for yourself pitiful us we got we we got overlooked you how much did you give them we should have more faithlessness pulling on people shows lack of faith in god faith never puts pressure on people you don't let yourself look to anybody You don't let yourself look to your parents, to your spouse, to the government, the place you work. None of them are your source. Is that right? And no matter what they do or don't do, you can still have everything you need. And more besides. God has a million and one ways of getting it to you. He doesn't have to do it through them. And when you believe that, you get your eyes off of them. Why Why haven't they given me that promotion? Why don't they pay me more? Why, 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 why? And why don't you quit whining and get some faith in you? And quit looking to people. Start believing in God. Can you see this is what they're doing? Why, why didn't you give us more? Verse 15. I like Joshua. Joshua and Caleb, we know, have the spirit of faith. God said so. How does the spirit of faith talk when whiners come to you? Joshua said, if you be a great people, get yourself up to the wood country. Cut down for yourself in the land of the Perizzites and giants. And Ephraim, if Ephraim's too narrow for you, go get some of that giant land. Because like you said, you're a great people. So go get you some. (laughs) Where? Where? Giants, right over there. Giant land. Giant land. That's right, because you're a great people. Don't forget. Friend, we need to learn how to respond to this when our children are three years old. Why? Well, why don't I get more cookies? Why don't you bleed for cookies, little man? Well, they got a new bike. Well, why don't you work? Why don't you sew? Why don't you get you a bike? Oh, Some people didn't like that. (laughs) Listen, you better wean them off of you onto God as soon as you can. Because very soon you will not be able to do what they need. And most of the things in life they need, they can't get from you. And whining won't cut it with God. Miracles don't happen for the biggest whiners. (laughs) Why... Why didn't we get more land? Now he actually was being nice to him. He could have said. Because you ain't got enough faith to take it. What's wrong with you? (laughs) And you you think I'm exaggerating. But skip to 18.3. After this. He said to the whole bunch. Joshua said to the children of Israel. How long are you slack. To go to possess the land. Which the Lord God your fathers. Has given you. What's he saying? You need to get up. And get with it. Get after it. There's the land. Go get it. Go. Faith is a possessor. Faith is a receiver. Hallelujah. And there will always be big ugly hairy devils sitting on it. Telling you you can't. But you got to believe through them. And go through them. Can you say amen? Or or oh me? Well I got to live in such a little house. Why I gotta drive such an old car. Why? Why? Nobody, nobody likes me. Why I get you know, other people get paid more. <laughs> it's too quiet in here. <laughs> Have you ever heard these kind of things? I'm, maybe you've heard somebody else <laughs> say these kind of things. I just want you to know how to help them. Why are we so small? Why don't we have more? Why? Why? Let's start by not saying why like that anymore. Shut down the whining. And let me show you what to do. Judah, the the praising bunch, one of the tribes, they were listening when Joshua said, what are you waiting on? Go get this. And I want you to read a verse. Just one verse. But man there is so much here. 19.9. Joshua 19.9. It's telling. About the different tribes. Getting their land. And they had to go take it. It says out of the portion. Of the children of Judah. Was the inheritance of the children of Simeon. Say what? The tribe of Simeon got their land out of Judah's inheritance. You said that don't sound right. Read the rest of it. Right. For because the part of the children of Judah was too much for them. Therefore, the children of Simeon had their inheritance within the inheritance of them. Right. Oh, what a contrast. I said, "Oh, what a contrast." you got this uh, the tribe of Joseph over there whining. We don't have enough. There's not enough room. I'm tired of living. My tent's right now. His tent's touching my tent.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I can smell when they cook that old cabbage stuff, and I don't like that. And he, and he snores. I need more room. I need more. I need a bigger house. You know, spouses do this to each other. Wives put pressure on their husbands. Husbands put pressure on their wives. I want a motorcycle. I want a motorcycle. Why can't I have a motorcycle? Well, why can't you, big boy? (laughs) Quit whining to her. Quit whining to your boss. Start believing God. I need new curtains and I need new carpets. And I want to, I want to, I want to hush and grow up and believe God. They're not your source. Never were, never will be. Quit pulling on them. Quit looking to them. Put it on your vision list. Oh, I did lose somebody. Put it on your vision list. Sow some seed. Believe God and stay with it until you get it. When Judah heard, what you waiting on? Go take your land. Joseph over there's whining. We don't have enough. We don't have enough. Judah said, did you hear what he said? The leader said to the rest of the men of the tribe, he said, Take her. What are we going to do, man? We're going to take it. We're going to take it. We're going to take it. What are we going to take? Take it. Take it. We're going to take it. And so they launched. And they took the land, 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 and they, the land, and they stopped. They go, What now, boss? Got land over there to the east? Yeah. Take it. Take it. So they took the land, and they took the land, and they took the land, and they run up to that border. And they said, all right, man, we got some land. What about, you got land to the north? Yeah. Take it. Take it. So they took the land, took the land, took the land, took the land over in the west. And finally they got through and they went, whoo, we got some land, man. Look at the land. Simeon hadn't got all their land. They said, hey, bro, come over here and move in with us. We won't even know you're here.
1: <laughs>
0: Which is another, one of the most important reasons why you and I need to believe. There's a lot of people who will never believe what I'm preaching. They will never believe this. They won't accept responsibility of faith. They won't accept you know that God's a good God, that he'll bless you with houses, buildings, lands, cars, planes, trains. They'll never believe that. Which is why you and I need to take too much. So we can help some other folks. They'll never believe it. We need to be in a position where we all our needs are met. Is that right? And we not only have enough, we got Too much. Too much. Too much for us, but just enough to bless somebody else. Oh, stand on your feet and say, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Oh, glory to God. Don't preach myself happy. I believe this. Do you believe this? I believe it's the will of God. It is the will of God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, lift up your hands, lift up your eyes. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Let's worship the Lord. Let's worship the Lord our God. Oh, Lord, you are so good. You are exceedingly good and gracious and faithful. Lack is not your fault. Defeat is not of you. You are the gracious good wonderful Father oh hallelujah say it out loud Father God teach me how to increase in faith to rise up in the spirit of faith and the spirit of victory and to receive and lay hold and take more than enough too much much. so that you could use me to bless others. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Praise God. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.